Blog Talk Radio. Get you ready for Fast Lane tomorrow night right here. This is where you're going to get you ready for that show. Just to let you guys know, a little programming note. Again, we're here on Saturday giving you a special edition because you knew at some point there'd be a conflict. But my other podcast, uh, TKRS Presents Pop Life, we're having our special, our Oscar special. We do once a year our pre-Oscar show, our big show of the year. So, uh... As it turned out, the Oscars and Fastlane were on on the same night. So this year you get a little TKRS two days in a row, actually three days in a row. So just come spend your time with us. So we'll do the wrestling. We'll get you ready for Fastlane today, tomorrow night. Tune in for Pop Life, our Oscar pre-show. And then Monday we'll be back, 8 o'clock in our regular time slot to get you ready for Monday Night Raw and, and give you our reactions to Fastlane. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Head over there, like us. Then after you like us, get involved in the chat. We want to hear from you guys. You can get us on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at The Ken Reedy Show. So you can tweet us over there. Become one of our followers. Get involved in the conversation. And as always, you can check us out on thekenreedyshow.com. So many ways to get in touch with us. But the most important, best way to get in touch with us is to give us a buzz, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call if you want to get your opinions in about Fastlane. And as we get through, we go through all these matches. We get, we're going to give you our predictions, as we always do in our pay-per-view pregame shows, and to try and make sense of this this. Crazy, wacky world of pro wrestling. As always, my tag team partner on the line, Dave, how you doing today? You know what? That was a better intro than Monday night when you wanted me to try and make sense of Seth Rollins and his pee-pee <laughs> pictures. I'll tell you that right now. So I'm glad that I'm making better sense of things that relate to me more than somebody else's genitals. <laughs> and, and I'm happy to... to uh, to, to make you happy and, and not have to talk about. Hopefully, we never have to have that conversation again. Hopefully, uh, 
PP picks. That's the last time we have to have that that talk, and that's breaking news. But we did have some breaking news uh, this week. Interesting stuff uh, behind the scenes in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, and one of the major uh, news items that broke yesterday is, uh, you know, Dr. Amen, and I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, A-M-A-N-N. Uh, Dr. Amen, a man, uh, Amon. Born. Amon. Uh, Amon. Amon. <laughs> Whatever, what do you think? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, official <laughs> physician for the WWE. Uh, he's suing CM Punk, um, which is very interesting. Uh, if you guys don't remember, uh, CM Punk had some some huge allegations. Uh, towards the medical staff of the WWE for a uh, a staff infection, um, he claimed that he had a baseball-sized purple lump on the on his back uh, that the doctors uh, didn't take proper care of. Uh, according to CM Punk on uh, the podcast, it could have killed him, uh, and he went on and on and really ripped on uh, the WWE medical team. Um, as of right now, officially from WWE.com. Uh, WWE investigated the matter, uh, according to the website. There's officially what they said. CM Punk did not discuss this alleged condition with WWE's team of physicians and trainers, nor did he discuss it with anyone in our talent relations department. Subsequently, WWE has no medical records documenting this alleged condition. First time WWE was made aware of this alleged condition was when we received a letter from CM Punk's attorney, on August 22nd, 2014, after WWE terminated his contract. And there's clear video evidence from the 2014 Royal Rumble, which allows all to decide whether there's any appearance of a baseball-sized growth on CM Punk's back. So, intriguing, WWE now has come out swinging. They're not going to take these allegations lying down. And what's what I find interesting about this is that the doctor is suing. He's suing. I mean, you hear all the time, you know, especially in Hollywood, uh, a magazine may come, come out with an article. A celebrity says that's, that's incredibly untrue. Um, but they leave it at just saying it's untrue. Uh, generally, when something's an out-and-out lie is when a celebrity goes and sues a tabloid. Um, so you would think right now the WWE has got all their ducks in a row. Um, they, they're not looking to lose this case. So... Should be interesting to see what what unfolds as far as litigation in this matter. But uh, you know, podcast happened. It happened a while ago. I really hadn't thought about it much. But WWE took those allegations seriously, and they're coming out swinging, Dave. Good for the doctor. You know why? Because I listened to that first podcast, and CM Punk portrayed, painted a picture of that doctor like he was Satan himself. I mean, like he was the most evil doctor. In, in, in all of medicine. I mean, you know, good for him. He's got a reputation that he wants to, to protect or that he wants to, you know, make it clear that, that, that these allegations against him are not true. I mean, I read an article on Dr. Amen. This was before the whole CM Punk, Z-Pack, doctor controversy that was on that podcast he, he, he spoke of, where he left his own medical practice that he had formed himself to take a job with the WWE because he thought it was a great opportunity and, and added another piece to his medical resume. Now, let's just say for argument's sake that this doctor want, would decide, you know, in a year, two years, three years, wherever, that he wants to leave WWE and reform his medical practice again. Well, 
his name would be associated with the things that CM Punk had said about him and how he was a horrible doctor, he didn't know his ass from his elbow about medicine, all this other stuff. It could potentially hurt his future if he were to want to reopen his medical practice. So good for him that he's standing up for himself. I mean, you hear of all the time like how, you know, so like you said, celebrities, they they'll 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 trash they get trashed in the media and then they'll sue the tabloid because the tabloid has made comments about them or trashed them verbally, publicly, whatever. They'll go ahead and sue them. But Punk is suing the company he used to work for and he had no problem admitting that he got a lot of money out of that settlement from WWE. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if WWE was the one that was pushing the doctor to sue him so they can get a few few dollars back that they felt that they shouldn't have had to have given CM Punk. But overall, it's a smart move on the doctor's part because his reputation is on the line. Is 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 his integrity, medical, you know, is his profession as a medical physician is not on the line. But like you said, it, it just Punk Punk was an asshole. I said it before and I'll say it again. Punk was an asshole the way he acted in that podcast. And whether some of the things he said were true or not remains to be seen. But Good for the doctor. I'm 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 all, I'm all for it. Sue him, please. I'm begging you. And again, like a multi-billion-dollar company like the WWE is not going to allow the good doctor to sue CM Punk if if they don't if they don't think they have a case. Um, in all honesty, if they found any evidence that CM Punk was was telling the truth, they probably would have fired the doctor. So this this is very and, and again like you know we discussed beforehand I, I think if you're a rational human being and the way these things go it'll probably wind up settling out of court, um, but very very interesting news coming out and as that happens as uh, Mr. Punk is in uh, UFC right now, um, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Does, does you know Punk rush to just settle out of court? Uh, as he's trying to build his UFC career and doesn't doesn't need to be distracted, does does he uh, does he not blink? Does it go to court? Uh, should be interesting to see how the the next uh, few weeks and months unfold as far as this lawsuit towards CM Punk. Uh, the other thing that a lot of contract news coming out uh, again, and we're going to get to the matches at Fastlane. We're going to dissect Fastlane in just a little bit, but uh, news we got to address uh, with some contract. Uh, Issues, I guess, contract news uh, cropping up this week. And uh, a guy who, you know, it's interesting as TNA continues to uh, evolve, if you want, devolve, some fans may say. Um, certain guys that whose names were synonymous with TNA, um, you, know, guy, I, you know, the guy who comes to mind first is AJ Styles. Uh, and probably the next guy is Samoa Joe, that just their names are really synonymous with uh TNA Wrestling, uh, over the years, uh, as a fan, I would say so, and I think a lot of fans would agree with me. Uh, I don't know if they were using Samoa Joe effectively. Talented guy, big dude, moves real well for a a big guy, and uh, this week announces that uh, he has cut ties with TNA. He is essentially a free agent uh, to me. Dave, you know, Samoa Joe's a guy I think any promotion could use if he's used correctly, but uh, quite some time since he's been used, quote, correctly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I first heard of Samoa Joe um, with some of his, uh, his, his his classic matches that he had in Ring of Honor with a guy who we just mentioned before, CM Punk. 
Uh, and then TNA had signed him, and I couldn't wait to see him. And they used him perfectly in his early run. You know, he was the Samoan submission machine. He was undefeated. He was going through guys. He moved like a lightweight but looked like a heavyweight. He was he brought something different to the product and brought something different to mainstream wrestling, which I thought was pretty cool. And he was he was a name that had caught on on the indie scene that helped carry his fan base over to TNA, who was in the early stages of their existence trying to get on the mainstream map of professional wrestling, and he really helped them. I think what hurt him in his TNA run was was the fact two things. One, he was brought in and... He was he was brought into TNA to, uh, to to be made a big name, but also the fact that when they brought Kurt Angle in, Kurt Angle came in and they didn't. They, it was a wrestling dream match, and they hot shotted it the first month after Kurt Angle was in TNA. They didn't build it and wait for like six, seven months or whatever. They had it like the first month Kurt Angle was in TNA, and I, and they kind of they put themselves in a bad spot. You had to establish Angle as a big name in their company, somebody who had crossed over from WWE, probably the biggest signing that they had at that point. But at the same time, you also had Samoa Joe, who was you know, building himself up to be a major player in wrestling. He had this undefeated streak, and they kind of put themselves in a bad spot. And then Joe ended up losing, which he had a great series of matches with Angle, but then after that, his momentum kind of slid down. And he was on fire at one point, like he was in the hunt for the title. They never pulled the trigger to give him the title. The people would go crazy for him, but for whatever reason, they just did not, like, they didn't pull the trigger. And then once he finally got the title, it was almost like, well, it's too late now. It was like two years too late sort of thing. Um, and then after that, they just, after his title run, they, 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 they didn't use him effectively. They tried to turn him into like a Samoan warrior at one point. He painted his face, had him come out with a sword. I mean, they, they they misused him the past several years. I think like towards this, you know, towards the end mm-hmm. with the with the beatdown clan with MVP and those guys, he you could start to see some of the old traits of Samoa Joe being brought back to him. But I think it was one of those too little, too late cases. A change of scenery for him, I think it would be good. Whether it's Ring of Honor, which I'm hearing Ring of Honor doesn't exactly have the funds to keep a guy like Samoa Joe full-time on the roster, so he would probably make sporadic appearances for them. New Japan Pro Wrestling is another group. Upstart Global Force Wrestling is another name. There's even been talk that WWE is interested in him, Triple H specifically, to, to, to try out at the Performance Center. There's a good chance he may get a tryout later this year with WWE and, and work on the NXT brand, but the sky's the limit for Joe. He's talented as all hell. I, I, he's one of my favorites. In t- he was one of my favorites in TNA. He's still one of my favorites. The guy, like I said, moves like a lightweight, looks like a heavyweight. He just brings a different look but a believability to the product to make you say, like, well, that guy can kick somebody's ass. And it's just it's a sad state of affairs. But, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. He's got a family to feed. So. Yeah, and, you know, and he's only 35 years old. So, I mean, a guy that, you know, I don't know. It's just amazing, like, to me that, that – TNA was was unable to find the, the correct niche for him, but you know, again, all the talent in the world. Hopefully, he finds uh, finds a niche somewhere. And and along these lines, as far as contract news, probably uh, the biggest contract news. And, and again, these are all rumors. We don't have a man on the inside. We try to collect uh, as much data as we possibly can uh, around you know the dirt sheets and and the web and uh, you know 
whatever. We just we just have our, our, our minions out there trying to collect info. Um, but we're hearing some rumblings that uh, perhaps, perhaps, uh, Lesnar will be around post-WrestleMania. I know one of the articles I read is uh, uh, wear and tear on his body, uh, some concussion issues from UFC uh, will actually hamper him from uh, rekindling his UFC career, his, his MMA career. Um, who knows? Uh, what the reasons are, who knows uh, what's what exactly is going on. But uh, to me, and again, uh, he's he's turned me around. I was not the biggest uh, Lesnar fan uh, initially. I was not, uh, you know, I didn't go gaga when they brought him back. But uh, he, he's brought a big fight feel back to the WWE and the WWE title. Uh, if the rumors are true and he may be back uh, post-WrestleMania, I am all for it. Uh, if nothing else, it gives suspense uh, with the main event. Uh, but it, it's it's very intriguing that he might be around because it, the minute you hear that, you know his contract may not be up. Uh, then then the main event gets again that big fight feel that maybe you know with everything the Lesnar's done, maybe Lesnar retains at WrestleMania. You know every all fans love to talk about you know well who deserves the title is is it Reigns or is it is it Daniel Bryan? You know, which guy deserves to be the champ coming out of WrestleMania? And maybe it is Lesnar. And if and if he signs on to, to stay on with the WWE, uh, that adds a new wrinkle in that, that main event at WrestleMania. So, uh, exciting news, Dave. I hope he's staying on. I, I do hope he's staying on, too, because, like you said, he's brought something a little bit different. He's an attraction. Um, and in wrestling, there are very few attractions. I mean, Undertaker, you could still consider him an attraction. But, you know, back in the day when we were younger, Andre the Giant was an attraction. So um, Lesnar definitely has a- attraction qualities to him um, with his character and his presence. And, you know, I've heard mixtures of stories. I've heard, you know, a few months ago it was, well, he's, he's interested in possibly rekindling his MMA career and he, 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 could want, he doesn't want to go out on a bad note with MMA like he did the last time. He wants one more opportunity at it. Now we're hearing that he's more cautious about his body and he, he doesn't want to suffer any long-term effects health-wise with concussions that he could potentially, um, there's potentially a greater chance for him to, to, to have if he were to compete in MMA. So um, I've heard some stories too that like, it's not about money. A lot of people have looked at him and it's like, well, he's just a money-grubbing, you know, fool. And, to some degree, I would agree with them, but at the same time, you know, he's also trying to make the best possible opportunity for himself, just like any one of us would in America. You know, every one of us in America, the American dream is to make the most money you possibly can with doing the least amount. Let's face it, all right? I'll be perfectly honest with you. That's what the majority of this country is. He just takes advantage of that opportunity. And from what I've heard, it's not about money with him. It's more or less about the, the amount of dates he wants to work. WWE will pay him that money, but they, but it's, it, he, he doesn't want to work as many dates. So that's where they seem to have been, you know, at odds at. But it looks like now that he, he likes the schedule he has. He likes what he's doing. Um, and I guess they've kind of agreed to something or at least, you know, potentially agreed to something. So we'll see what happens. It does make the main event for WrestleMania a little more interesting. There's not as much predictability as a lot of us had feared if it was a one-on-one with him and Reigns, or even if it was 
a triple threat, you know, with, with him, Reigns, and Daniel Bryan, potentially, all pending the outcome of tomorrow night's main event. But uh, it, And I think there's room, too, to keep Lesnar around and to have him work with other guys, too. Gives him a chance to, you know, work with some new blood and help some of these newer guys eventually move up the ladder by being in the ring with him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. And again, I can't stress enough. I, I I was not the biggest Lesnar fan, and I was well, I was one of those fans that you know he, he kind of ripped wrestling on the way out, and I was to me it was like good riddance. Um, but you know, I'm I'm a fan that uh, you know I grew up with the big fight feel. Um, I've always uh, been drawn to those larger than life type characters uh, uh, physically. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy having a WWE champ who is an absolute ass kicker. I mean, that, that I think, you know, it's one of those things that I, I just think that, and, and we had um, Bill Apter on the show once, and he, he kind of, uh, you know, agreed that, you know, and no disrespect to, to Daniel Bryan and, and uh, smaller wrestlers uh, of today and, and yesteryear, but... There's something about that just the the guy that just looks like an absolute ass kicker, the guy that just is is physically imposing towards anybody on the planet, you know, and and uh, there's just uh, to me like Brock Lesnar just adds a a, a bit of realism uh, again, and I know I keep saying it, a big fight feel. It's just everything he's brought to the table um, has been great and. You know, I don't know how I feel, and, and it'll probably be once Lesnar retires uh, that I'll really have to look back and, and see how I feel about the uh, ending of the streak. Because I've, I've run the gamut of emotions uh, since the streak has ended, and uh, it, it's interesting because in, in the moment I was like, no, he was the wrong guy. As the years unfolded, and you look at like this year uh, that Lesnar's had between ending the streak, manhandling. Uh, John Cena at SummerSlam. I, I mean, he's just had a phenomenal year, and he's just he has become this absolute larger than life champion, uh, a champion. You know, not a guy that you look at that was scripted to be champ, a guy that was uh, who got the major push. You know, in, in all of the wrestling lingo, a guy that is just a real life badass who has taken the WWE by storm, having a mouthpiece like Paul Heyman with him. Uh, it's just been tremendous, and, and in all honesty, as a fan, if they if they sign him on, and I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, Dave, but I, I would kind of like to see Lesnar retain at WrestleMania, and, and then just see how the rest of the year unfolds. If he retains at WrestleMania, if if he signs on and retains at WrestleMania, that really legitimizes this. I mean, the, the triple threat match helped. He retains at WrestleMania. It really legitimizes his championship run. It is one of the best years any superstar has ever had in the WWE. Um, and that's that's what, what I'd like to see. So I'm just hoping that these rumors are true because I, I think it, it's it's nothing but good can come out of keeping Lesnar in, in, in the fold. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I as far as, like, you know, his status the past year, you know, I, I would. I'm going to be an agreeer in this case, as somebody <laughs> on the show would like to say, and I'm going to agree with you that my emotions were a little bit back and forth. You know, in the moment, I did not care for Brock Lesnar to end the streak. Um, 
Has he had a dominant year with the with the with the, the, the beating he gave John Cena and the aftermath of that streak? Yeah, absolutely. I do think though that it, it it could have been better in terms of they could have capitalized more on Lesnar ending the streak um, with having a little bit having him have a little bit more involvement um, as champion. But be that as it may, it, his his use was still effective in some way, shape, or form, no matter how big or how little his uh, his presence was on television and in, and in storylines. It was still effective because. It was associated with him ending the streak and, of course, Maul and John Cena. Um, him retaining at WrestleMania, that'd be very interesting. That'd be very cool. Um, I think right now, because his contract and his status is in the state of limbo, the, the Internet wrestling community, the smart marks out there, are hoping and praying that if somehow Roman Reigns ends up winning tomorrow night and is facing Brock Lesnar, that there's a chance that Paul Heyman helps Reigns win at WrestleMania, turning Reigns heel so it avoids them trying to keep him as a babyface while most of the audience is booing him, and then setting up Reigns to eventually be the next killer in WWE. So if Lesnar were to come back, he had the reason to come back, is to kill Paul Heyman's new monster in Roman Reigns, um, which is not a bad idea, but Lesnar being champion and remaining a dominant champion. We haven't really seen a dominant champion in WWE probably since that CM Punk 434-day crybaby run that he had uh, with the title. Um, So maybe Lesnar keeping the title will help legitimize his run, help legitimize that title more, and it could help cement his legacy when the, the time comes that he does retire. Yeah, I mean, it, it it adds just so much right now to you know the uh, the WrestleMania season, and I and I, I just hope that the rumors are true, and we're going to see Lesnar around at least for a little while longer. Uh, you know, again, I I just hate. I think most fans hate the idea of going into WrestleMania with a quote lame duck champion. And as good as he is, and as good as his run has been, if if it's known that his contract is up and he's gone after WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know, it, it, it definitely takes away from the main event. So hopefully, I mean, even if they sign him on through like, you know, just another two months or something, but just to give us some suspense going into WrestleMania. Um, but to me, it's like give him what he wants right now. Bring him on. Keep him on. He's uh, he's just added so much to the product over the year. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We got a few of you on hold. We're going to get you in a little bit. It's interesting, man. The WWE, they go and they decide no elimination chamber. We're going to give you a fast lane. And so every time we do these these pay per view pre shows, we we have this the our, our the new newer segment pay per view throwback. And lo and behold, how the hell do you do a fast lane throwback? But Dave is on it, and Dave is going to give you a little little historical interpretation of of the pay per view that's between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So, without further ado, I'm going to give it over to Dave for pay per view throwback segment. Take it away, Dave. Thank you very much, class. Welcome. Today's class a rather interesting lesson plan that I bring to you. You see, I plan on providing you history on an event 
that has never happened before in WWE. Now, you're probably wondering, how am I going to do that? See, the month of February has been a memorable and crucial month for pay-per-view events over the years in WWE, as it's the final stop on the road to WrestleMania. So essentially, February pay-per-view events have always truly lived in the fast lane, despite previous names for those events. And we all know the month of February represents love and heartbreak, as well as in the WWE. It's no different. Love and heartbreak has been illustrated for many WWE superstars in some of the most interesting storylines during WrestleMania season, especially in February pay-per-view event history. See, in 1996, it all started with In Your House, Rage in the Cage. It was the first WWE February pay-per-view event and Love and Heartbreak did not take a vacation on this particular evening, as love was expressed in the form of when 1996 Royal Rumble winner, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, defended his WrestleMania 12 title shot, successfully, I might add, defeating the late Owen Hart, and placing HBK in the proverbial fast lane heading into WrestleMania 12. However, Heartbreak, reared its ugly head in the main event as Big Daddy Cool Diesel was unsuccessful in his attempt to defeat the then WWF champion Bret the Hitman Hart inside of a steel cage, thanks to The Undertaker, thus stopping Diesel's rate of speed in the fast lane towards WrestleMania 12. Which brings me to my next point. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are set to meet tomorrow night to determine just who faces WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar next month at WrestleMania 31. Now, this isn't the first time that WrestleMania Championship implications played out during a February pay-per-view event as evidence of the trend that was started in 1996. Like I explained earlier, love and heartbreak have long been present on the road to WrestleMania, and WWE creative have clearly indicated in this particular storyline, that only one man will go to WrestleMania for a title shot. One man will experience the love of knowing he's heading to WrestleMania, while the other will feel the heartbreak, realizing his WrestleMania dreams have been shattered. Which one it will be? Which direction does WWE creative take the WWE universe on this road to WrestleMania? Well, I can say that there have been many curveballs WWE has thrown us over the years, Illustrating the love and heartbreak that is the road to WrestleMania. Now let me explain. You see, in 1999, it was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view. Mr. McMahon put his WrestleMania 15 title shot up for grabs. He won the Royal Rumble, if we all remember. Inside a steel cage against a man he loved to hate, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Unfortunately for Vinnie Mac, his insurance policy in the form of the debuting Big Show wasn't enough to help him ride the fast lane to WrestleMania, thus falling at the hands of defeat to the Texas Rattlesnake. It was the following year, my hometown, Hartford, Connecticut. I was present. I was there. I was sitting dead center in the middle of the building. No way out. We witnessed the Big Show defeat 2,000 Royal Rumble winner The Rock with help from a returning Shane McMahon to go on to WrestleMania to face the WWF champion. It was also on that same evening that Triple H successfully defended his WWF championship, retiring Cactus Jack inside 
Hell in a Cell. Fast forward to 2008. WrestleMania championship implications were taken to a whole new level as WWE Creative added the element of the Elimination Chamber as another obstacle on the road to WrestleMania, essentially stopping anyone in the fast lane dead in their tracks. In years to follow, the Chamber match would provide exciting storyline twists and turns for fans during WrestleMania season. From 2008 to 2014, either a WrestleMania title shot or the championship itself were up for grabs at the February pay-per-view events. Triple H, The Undertaker, Edge, Chris Jericho, John Cena, Crybaby CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Jack Swagger, and Randy Orton were all successful in Elimination Chamber matches on February pay-per-view events. In 2008 and 2009, Elimination Chamber matches were contested at the No Way Out pay-per-view. That is until 2010, so the debut of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which lasted just until last year. Now, February pay-per-view events are not just associated with WrestleMania championship implications. Other memorable moments have occurred in the unnamed fast lane over the years. Tonight, we could bear witness to a few memorable moments, making this inaugural fast lane event must-see for years to come. From a potential winning streak snap to a face-to-face confrontation between two wrestling legends, could these potential moments live up to the same from past February pay-per-view extravaganzas? Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. But a few memorable moments that come to mind for me. 2001, we saw a classic old-school rivalry come to a head when Triple H waged war with Stone Cold Steve Austin in a three-stages-of-hell match. The following year, wrestling fans' dreams were coming true. In controversial fashion, WWE Creative created a compelling storyline debut of the controversial WCW faction, the original NWO, New World Order, the original three, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Their presence at the 2002 No Way Out pay-per-view created a proverbial swerve in storylines heading into WrestleMania 18. 2004, we saw the late, great Eddie Guerrero have a classic WWE title match with the beast, Brock Lesnar, giving the San Francisco crowd a storybook ending to take the WWE Championship into WrestleMania 20. 2008 saw the return of the big show, leading into a heated face-to-face confrontation that WWE storytellers portrayed perfectly with world-renowned boxer, Floyd Money Mayweather, setting up their now infamous WrestleMania 24 headlined out. Can can tonight's potential happenings live up to the moments I just made mention of? Regardless of the answer to that question, and regardless of what name WWE has titled their February pay-per-view events, moments and matches from these events shaped storylines and put them on the fast track, or should I say, fast lane, on the road to WrestleMania. Class? You're dismissed. Good stuff. I see what you did there. I like that fast lane, fast. It's good stuff. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's cool though, man. I mean, I'm hoping we get something, and, and we're going to delve into the pay per view now. And, and so many great moments over the years. Um, you know, this pay per view, as an overview, you know, it, it's one of those interesting pay per views that I'm not going to sit here and say the build has been great. Um, I can't say even that I always like, oh, I'm excited for Fastlane. But, when, you know, you pull yourself out a little bit and you look at, uh, 
you know, match for match, uh, you're looking at three hours of entertainment, uh, throw into the mix, uh, you know, the confrontation with Triple H and Sting. Do we have uh, further um, Bray Wyatt promos calling out some mysterious figure in the dark? Uh, you know, the pay-per-view, it, it's, on paper, it's, it's kind of shaping up. And, you know, to me in the past, uh, at times, the WWE has been guilty of being uh, a bit top-heavy. Uh, you look at this pay-per-view, the mid-card is, I mean, you got brother versus brother, mid-card. You got a, a solid IC match mid-card. You got Rusev and Cena, mid-card. Uh, it, it's a solid, solid pay-per-view. Uh, should provide you with uh, three hours of, of decent wrestling entertainment. So, uh, I'm at, as much as it's a new pay-per-view, when they renamed it, it was like WWE Fastlane. I was, like, I was just, really, really Fastlane? That's... Uh, and I don't know if I'm sold on the name. I get it. I get where they're going. Uh, yeah, on the road, WrestleMania, Fastlane, yada, yada, yada. I get it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not crazy about the name, but I, I think this has got the makings of a pretty solid pay-per-view, Dave. I think it does, too. I mean, you know, granted, the title's not on the line, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. You know, the championship opportunity for WrestleMania between um, two guys who are both being looked at as, the few, I mean, Roman Reigns is being looked at as the future of the company, of course, but Daniel Bryan's one of the key players in the future of WWE as well. He may not be the face, but he's one of the major players. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the first time, you know, John Cena and Rusev are going to face off. A lot of people have almost expected this match to happen eventually. It's a big, it's a big match, you know, and we'll discuss that later as well. But even the mid-card, too, you know, the... The, the, the importance of the Intercontinental title being brought into play, uh, tag team championship. I mean, overall, it's a solid, it, it looks like a solid card that could potentially um, take shape and take storylines in any kind of direction heading into WrestleMania next month. So um, even without, like, the championship being on the line, um, this pay-per-view, there is some importance to it. No matter what name you call it, there is definitely some importance um, heading into tomorrow night's event, uh leading you into WrestleMania, of course. Yeah, let's, let's, we want to get your take on this. You know, whatever match you want to talk about, and we're going to get into our picks as the show goes on. But uh, let's go out to the phones now, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. we got a bunch of you that have been on hold, being patient. So let's go out there right now. we got Anthony on the line. Anthony, how you doing on this Snowden Saturday edition? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just enjoying this wonderful weather we're having, you know. <laughs> The the uh, the sub whatever you want to call them temperatures have been uh, made this week quite a treat, but uh, hopefully things are are heating up again in the world of wrestling. Um, you know, I was sitting there watching Raw Monday night after uh, you know after your show, and uh, we were kind of you know we were going over NXT and basically everything we think they might be doing wrong and. The Monday Night Raw kind of just lived up to that. I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, God, this kind of sucks. Well, a few good things that happened that kind of uh, pumped me up a little bit more for the pay-per-view. Obviously, um, the brawl between uh, Reigns and and, uh, Daniel Bryan, I think, added a lot to the match. Uh, Going into it, I was kind of like, eh. I mean, the whole situation is kind of annoying to me, obviously, but... uh, I, I think that they're going to step up, and I, I was I was thinking about this, and I'm not sure if you guys would agree with me or not. When, when it comes to Reigns, I mean, 
when I look back at what he's done since he's come in WWE, um, as he started to kind of step out of the shadow of the shield a little bit, was really at pay-per-views. You know, he's, he, he had a big showing at Survivor Series a couple of years ago. He had, obviously, the great showing at the Royal Rumble, eliminating 12 guys and, you know, being one of the last two. Uh, you know, despite the booing and all that, I thought he put a good showing on this, on this Royal Rumble, this year's Royal Rumble. I think he, he, he may be a guy where just he steps up in a big spot. And, you know, when you think about that, you know, obviously, you know, say what you want about Daniel Bryan, and, you know, we joke about, you know, Super Bryan, and he never loses and all that. But to his credit, you don't really ever say, boy, that was an awful match when Daniel Bryan's in it. Most of the matches are fairly entertaining to really great matches. So I think if Reigns steps it up, with the help of Brian, uh, I think they have a potential for a really good match, and maybe that helps to lead into WrestleMania. Um, maybe it helps if, if they're still on the fence on whether to let Reigns go one-on-one with Brock, or maybe it sells it to Brock that Reigns could carry a match. Um, I Obviously, I hope Reigns win it. If he doesn't, oh, well, we, you know, we move on, and uh, we'll talk about Brian versus Lesnar for a month. Um, the other... Uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Sorry. The other match I, I was I'm really intrigued by is is uh, Stardust and Goldust. Um, it, it kind of as it's been building, I, I I know they've been kind of hinting towards this to happen for a long time that they both wanted to do it. I kind of always expected Goldust to kind of turn on Stardust or Cody, and Goldust to be the heel, and they went the other way with it. And I just think those guys are going to bring it. I mean, they obviously have chemistry together, they're brothers, and I think that could be one of those mid-card matches that kind of steals the show. Um, and then the other one, obviously, uh, Rusev and Cena. I can't say I'm, like, super excited about it. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I want to see Rusev in a spot with a guy like Cena and see how well he delivers, which I think they will. Uh the, the beatdown that Cena gave him on Monday was kind of puzzling to me. Uh, I know they're trying to make it, you know, you know, obviously it's John Cena and he could destroy everybody, but I, I just think it made Rusev look a little weak, which I, I was surprised by. But uh, maybe he, uh, maybe it shows that he could take a beatdown and then give one in return in the match. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you bring up a lot of good points. I mean, first off, I wanted to just address, yeah, I mean, Monday Night Raw was, it was interesting. It was kind of, you know, one of those, I guess you learn nothing on NXT. And uh, I remember sitting there, I was sitting there watching Raw, like counting uh, the, the talking segments, via, be it, um, you know, an in-ring promo or backstage vignette. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, they're just, it was almost like we got to make sure nobody even remotely gets hurt like going into the pay-per-view so i just felt like it, it just dragged a lot um but it picked up at times i thought the segment between triple h and and flair was really good and the the beat down at the end uh, got me excited for uh bryant and reigns um yeah it's, i mean i i want to see reigns win the match i want to see something different going into wrestlemania and i don't want to see a, another triple threat match i'm I don't know if that's where I'm going as far as my picks are. Uh, you know, it's, it's that, that heart versus your head kind of thing. Um, you know, it's intriguing. I agree with you. I think, you know, we've said it time and time again on this show, uh, Goldust is one of those guys, you know, I mean, right now, like, hell, 
Sting could come back for his match at WrestleMania, and the commentators will say, I think he's in the best shape of his career. I, I mean, they, they say that all the time. You know, any you know older wrestler, when they come back, is best shape ever. And, and it, usually it, it's, a, it's a hunk of bullshit. Um, excuse my French. But, yeah, and, but Goldust is one of those really unusual guys, and I don't know how he did it. Um, but he does look like he's in the best shape of his career. Um, his in-ring work has been spot on since he's come back. And everyone knows that Cody is really talented. Um, I think this is a feud that has legs. I hope this is not the last time these two get in the ring together. Um, I've enjoyed the evolution of Cody over the years, his different incarnations and characters. Um, I agree with you. I think this match could be something special. Um, I think just the athleticism of the two guys in the match uh, can give you something special. Add the cachet of it being brother versus brother. Uh, yeah, you know, when you look at potential show stealers, I think it's an excellent point. Goldust versus Stardust could definitely be a show stealer. Your, your thoughts on stuff Anthony talked about, Dave? Um, as far as, you know, I'll, I'll get right to it with Goldust and Stardust. From what I'm hearing, um, this is this is. Uh, uh, a point in time, especially in Goldust's career, where they want to transition him out of being a full-time wrestler into an agent, a producer, a coach down in NXT, whatever the case is. Um, but he's still going to be employed with WWE working for the company, and he wants to you know, put his brother over and really establish his brother as a big deal on his way out the door. Um, from what I'm also hearing, too, is that tonight, regardless of the finish, regardless of the outcome, it looks like it will not be the last time that we see these two, and there's a good chance that they could have a, a, a singles match at WrestleMania, which that would be the blow-off. And, um, but, you know, WrestleMania plans always change, so I, I don't expect a bad match out of the two of them. They're brothers, great chemistry with each other, and I just hope that they get enough time. That's always the, the, the big issue with me is, like, that these guys get enough time to tell their story, you know, and not just, like, some seven-minute bullshit match on TV. Like, I'm talking, like, maybe go, like, 12, 13, 14 minutes on Fastlane tonight. I don't think that they'll get that much time if they were to do a singles match at WrestleMania, but, um, I mean, who knows? So, as far as that goes, the, the, the Rusev-John Cena thing, I w- I w- I'll be an agreeer again because I, I like to agree on things. Um <laughs> The, the John the John Cena Rusev thing I w- I kind of scratched my head at him beating the crap out of Rusev. Um, it, as a traditional wrestling fan, you know, granted I, I watch pay per views on the network now, but why would I want to pay money to see John Cena kick Rusev's ass when he just did it for free on TV a week before the pay per view? But I think that that was done so that I. I think that was done to to make Cena and build him up to be so strong that when Rusev does beat him tonight or tomorrow night at Fastlane, that it will it will it will be made a big deal because he had come back from that beating from John Cena and he had beaten the the, the unstoppable John Cena. You know, I, I that that's my thinking of how they 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 plan that segment out, but I could be wrong in that sense too. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, it was kind of puzzling, but, you know, it's one of those things where you let it play out and then maybe in the end it makes sense. Um, the, another thing that's kind of puzzling to me, not to throw cold water on it, the whole thing is, uh, how is Seth Rollins the basically the number one heel in wrestling? 
not have a a big match, a big storyline going into this pay-per-view. I mean, you know, they, they've done the things with Ziggler the last couple of shows and stuff like that, but really, it's almost like Rollins is in limbo, and I don't really understand it, especially with the way he delivered at uh, Royal Rumble. I mean, I don't know if you guys feel that way too, or but it's kind of, I, 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 think, I, I, I just think don't understand a, it. I think he's in a tough spot right now being the Money in the Bank guy, and it's, you know, he's, you know, and it, it's, I found it interesting that they keep uh, commenting about uh, Lesnar's broken rib, and, and the commentators keep saying, uh, you know, you know, broken ribs don't heal overnight. You know, that could be cause. And so I, I'm, I'm curious if this is going to be a, a running theme uh, with Rollins and Rollins breaking Lesnar's rib. Does Is there a cash-in at WrestleMania, right after WrestleMania? Um, remains to be seen. I'm, You know, I agree with you. I think that, like, the Rollins thing, he's kind of uh, – been been in limbo a bit. Um, I'm really hoping, and I think it's the case, but I'm hoping that this, uh, you know, the fired, rehired guys storyline, that this is it. Um, we get it. Ziggler, Rowan, Ryback were fired. They got rehired. Um, you know, they've they've continued to have, uh, you know, matches, uh, you know, some incarnations of the, the three of them versus the other three in the authority. Um I really enjoy seeing Rollins versus Ziggler, but but enough. We get it. They are fired. They're rehired. I am hoping this six-man tag is, is the end of this storyline, and hopefully, we after Fastlane, we do get uh, Rollins back uh, more in that main event picture. And you're right; he did have a tremendous showing at um, at the Royal Rumble, and, and you know, it, it, it's interesting because. You know, they and that's the problem when you build someone so well. And when we talked about it early in the show, I mean, you know, Lesnar is such a monster right now. Um, it would be tough to, you know, believe a, a cash in on on Lesnar being successful because he's such a badass. Which is why I'm I'm wondering if like they're really overselling this rib injury uh, that Rollins is going to cash in at some point on Lesnar. I, you know, personally, I don't think I'd want to see like a, a Reigns. I don't think Reigns or or Brian would win the title and have, like, an immediate cash-in. So, um, yeah, I'm curious where exactly they're going to go with Rollins. But, again, I'm hoping that this six-man tag is kind of the end of, of that storyline and we see Rollins in more substantial work. Your thoughts on Rollins, Dave? As far as Rollins goes, he's in, a, he's in an interesting spot because he's got that money in the bank thing. I mean, who knows? We talked about, <coughs> excuse me, briefly, about this controversy with this picture that he had. Maybe they had some concrete plans for him for Fastlane, and they just decided to pull back a little bit and, and not make him as important part of his, the show. I mean, who knows? Um, I've heard some stories that they haven't been clear on when they want Randy Orton to return, and now there's a rumor that Vince is keeping Orton off TV because apparently he is not in good shape. There was a rumor that it was going to be Orton and Rollins in a match at WrestleMania. Maybe they pulled back. I've heard something of possibly if they don't go with Orton, which I'd be shocked because he's one of their main players, one of their top guys, and I would think that Orton himself would would have enough stroke to lobby to get himself on the WrestleMania card. I mean, he's he's gotten out of a few wellness strikes, uh, so I, 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 could, I would guess that he would be able to do this as well. But the rumor is now – is that there's a chance that if Orton and Rollins doesn't happen at WrestleMania, uh, they might go with Rollins and Ziggler. And maybe tonight with this six-man tag, that's how you're setting up this match between the two of them at WrestleMania, even though we've seen it on free TV for a couple of weeks now. But 
WWE at this time of year, they always find a way in some way, shape, or form to, to swerve the audience and keep us guessing. But, um, I mean, he's been, Rollins has been in the news with uh, lately with the comment he made about Jon Stewart in The Daily Show. And Stewart's fired back on social media. There, there's a rumor that they might have Jon Stewart appear on the pay-per-view tomorrow night and start something with Rollins. I don't know if it would lead to something at WrestleMania or something concrete, you know, just for the, the pay-per-view tomorrow night. Who knows? But Rollins is in an interesting spot, and I think it's not a good spot. It's not a bad spot. It's a, it's just a spot. And the money that having him having that money in the bank contract helps because if he was without that, it would probably be – probably be in a bad spot right now and his character's future would look a little bit bleak right now yeah it's, it's a good point i did see the john stewart thing and i thought that it was actually absolutely hilarious and i was kind of thinking you know wwe what turned me on to it they they put out a notification from the the app so obviously um there may be some involvement there maybe you get a little bit of comedy out of it uh real quick before i get off. I just wanted to uh, talk about the IC match. Um, obviously, uh, Ambrose and uh, uh, Bad News Barrett, I think the match will be good. I am going to knock the lead in a little bit because I thought this stuff with Ambrose on Monday was absolutely corny. And I hope with the guy being the lunatic friends and all this stuff, and he had kind of like a, a serious run with, with Bray Wyatt, which I thought was great. Please don't go the cornball route with with Ambrose, I just I, I, I can't take it. It just I, that just bothered me a little bit. I, I didn't like his little news promo thing he did. Uh, kind of the way he got on the way to sign the contract, I thought was kind of like if Bad New Bear is supposedly this tough guy. Why would he run away from anybody, especially Dean Ambrose? I mean, he's not exactly the most imposing guy in the world. Uh, I, I I like the match. I just didn't like the build to it. That's basically what I'm saying. I think that will be a good match as well, though. I agree, Anthony. Thanks a lot for the phone call. And, uh, you know, if you're around, give us a call for the Oscars show tomorrow night, and we'll be back on Monday uh, with our reaction to Fastlane. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy, brother. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. I'll talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, I, it's funny, man, because I was kind of, you know, one of those. And, again, like, it's like wrestling, and, and maybe I'm wrong as a fan, but, like, you know, it, it's supposed to be kind of in the context of real life. And, uh you know, you would think in real life, if you were, like, you know, restrained uh, and uh, someone put a pen in your hand and, and made your, your hand move signing a contract, that the contract would probably be null and void, especially if it was caught on camera and signed in front of thousands of people. But I guess in, in the wrestling world, uh, it was legal and binding in the IC title match. Uh, will take place. I agree. Like, the setup has been odd. I like what Ambrose is doing. Some of the stuff was a little corny. Um, I think it's going to be a good match. And, again, it's like when you look at the pay-per-view, it's like some of the uh, build for it has been, you know, you could debate about it, but I think we're going to get a real good match out of these two. And what I find very interesting about this whole pay-per-view, and we joked in the pre-show meeting, I feel like you could call this pay-per-view WWE No Finish. Because I feel like there's a lot of potential for no finishes here, which makes it difficult to to pick the matches. And, and when I look at like Barrett and, and Ambrose, you know, it's it's you know they got to rebuild Barrett. Is it time for Barrett to drop that title? But at the same time, Ambrose is on his way up. And what the hell? Why don't we get into our picks here? 
you know, I'm having a lot of difficulty picking these matches, but I, what I think is going to happen in this championship match, I'm going to pick Ambrose as the winner, but something screwy is going to happen here, and the title's not going to change hands. So it's going to be a countout or something else. Um, so I'm going to pick Ambrose victorious, but not walking out with the IC championship. Your thoughts on the IC match this uh, tomorrow night, Dave? It should be a good match. Um, both guys, they, they've wrestled singles matches on TV before, you know, months back, and it should they should have a good match, get a decent amount of time on pay-per-view. I'm going to disagree with you. That's right. You heard it. I'm a disagreeer. It's going to be Wade Barrett somehow cheating and, you know, pulling of the tights or whatever, but he's going to come out the victor in this Interesting stuff. Well, there we go. Like, usually, it's funny because we usually differ, you know, on a couple here and there. But uh, usually, we 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 agree like on the the first couple picks. So, wow, right off the bat, we're uh, differing. And let's why don't we get this one out of, <laughs> out of the way? Um, as much as you know, I like Paige. Though, and I think we might get an entertaining matchup from the Divas. Uh, Nikki Bella versus Paige again. Tough one for me to call. I I, I think Paige is in line. Uh, for the title, but I'm going to go and I think that, that Nikki's going to continue a little while longer with that championship belt, so I'm going to pick Nikki uh, and, and probably some screwy finish, maybe Bray interfering, but um, I don't think Paige is going to get that championship belt back quite yet. It's coming soon, uh, but I'm going to pick Nikki Bella in the Divas Championship match. What do you think, Dave? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree that Nikki Bella will win. There could be some sort of screwy finish, but the, the, the payoff for Paige to win the belt will probably come at WrestleMania. All right, there you go. We got two picks out of the way. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We're going to go back out to the phones. So we are about to enter the wonderful world of Mike Ferrara. Bring him up. Oh, boy. Mike, how you doing this evening, this afternoon? Uh- all right, well, you know what? We got a hashtag that screwy finishes, man. You keep on saying screwy finishes. That's a good that's a that's a good one. We'll have the hashtag that. And it's by weird the way, uh, like, look, Mike, when you look at this pay per view, don't I mean, isn't it like can't you see I mean I look at this pay per view and I think you could have some screwy finish with Rusev and Cena. Uh like we said, I could see Bree interfering in the in the Divas match. a lot of potential of something screwy happening with Reigns and Bryan. Uh, you know, Goldust and Stardust. I think there's a lot of potential for a screwy finish, and obviously in a six-man tag, who knows who's going to be interfering at a given time. So, I think there's a lot of potential to have some. And again, drink every time we say screwy finishes. That's a drinking game for tonight. But uh, yeah, again, well, I'm going to be I'm going to be drunk over here. <laughs> I'm going to be drunk. Solid matches, but I'm I'm curious how the finishes are going to be over the course of the pay per view. Well, well, you know what? I'm going to have to. Agree with you because I'm an agreeer. So there you go. And you're an agreeer, Ken. So and Dave, we know you're an agreeer. So we're all in agreement here. We're all in agreement here. Um, you know that there's going to be some screwy finishes. Now I want to know what is going to happen in the in the Roman Reigns. Um, Daniel Bryan is is uh, is Curtis Axel going to come out? <laughs> you know, is uh, is Seth Rollins? <laughs> gonna come out, uh, but but uh, I, I I think something is gonna happen, and unfortunately I think Daniel Bryan is gonna be heading to WrestleMania, Yesle Yesle Mania, and he's gonna be uh, 
he's going to be put in the, the, the triple threat with him and Brock. And by the way, Brock Lesnar did break his rib. Did break his rib. He did break his rib. You have, you have yes, sources. Yes, he did. Well, I'm curious, like, when we look at the, the, the pay-per-view tomorrow night, and, and I think as far as WrestleMania, obviously, like, the, the main event, or assuming the main event, Reigns versus Bryan, um, you know, that's the one that everyone's looking at. But uh, what match are you looking forward to most uh, going into tomorrow night? Goldust versus Stardust. Brother against, as they say, as Bret Hart used to say, against, brother. Um... I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great match. I think the build-up was great. The only thing that I, I... I mean, I love Dusty Rhodes, okay? Don't get me wrong. I love the American Dream, baby. I love him very much, you know what I'm saying? But... And he's going to get everybody to the pay window, you know? I love Dusty. But the thing is, when you look at Dusty Rhodes, you you know, you see him now. It's like when, you know, when you, when you watch Saturday Night Live and you see all those old guys, you're like, damn, that's him? Dusty Rhodes, I felt bad for, you know. The guy got very skinny. His head, you could see the war wounds. Um, you know, you could see the wounds going through it. So, he lost I mean, weight. That's, that's what great. Happened? He lost weight. That's great. What's, what's so bad no, it is. It's great. It, it, it is. No, it, 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 it's just not the Dusty. We, we know, you know, we, we've known the, to come in love. You know what I'm saying, baby? You know, that's what I'm saying. Initially, and I had read some stuff that, you know, he actually, he, he was trying to lose weight, so it is a good thing, but I, I'm right there with you. When I first saw him, I thought he was sick. Uh, yeah, looked, you know, so, I, 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 I didn't so think sad. he was sick. I, just, I didn't think he was sick. I just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain when you see someone, I mean, you know, like when I seen Gorilla Monsoon at WrestleMania 15, I mean, I, I, I was like, my heart was broken i was literally sad i was i was in tears you know because i knew i mean i knew obviously he was sick you know and it did not look like Perella monsoon at all you know but but the whole but going back to what i was saying the, the chemistry between Goldust and stardust this match needed to happen years ago and and it's and it's going to when he was dashing cody Rhodes, and and i think it's all going to come to a a head I do love the family drama. I love it. You know, at the hearts, the Steiner brothers. You know, I I I love um I love it. So that's the match I'm looking forward to. I I, I mean it's it's funny, man. You, you know, second callers say they're looking forward to that match. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, you can't buy, uh, you know, chemistry that you can get with two brothers who grew up in the business. Um. So I agree with you. I think the chemistry is going to be phenomenal. I mean, Goldust has looked great. And, and Cody's, you know, Cody's a borderline prodigy as far as, you know, stuff that you read and hear about how quickly he picked up wrestling and obviously growing up in the business helped. Um, you know, this potentially could be a show stealer, and, and hopefully this uh, this leads to some more matches. And, uh, you know, hopefully – I mean, when I look at this match, I think in some way, shape, or form, whatever comes out tonight – uh, is going to lead to a rematch at WrestleMania where probably uh, it's going to be a career match uh, or something else, but but will lead to Goldust's retirement uh, post-WrestleMania. If I had to venture a guess, and I'm, that's just me spitballing, I didn't read anything, but that to me that would be the logical progression of this storyline for uh, 
gold dust to put over Stardust, like like Dave said, on his way out, so some sort of retirement match. So I don't know. Again, drink, screwy finishes. Um, I don't know what the finish is going to be like in the match tomorrow night, um, but it will warrant a rematch where I, I believe careers will be put on, on the line. Um, and then that's just my prediction. Your thoughts, uh, Mike, who do you think is going to win Goldust versus Stardust? Stardust. I think something's going to happen. I think we're going to have a screwy finish. No, I I, I think something's going to happen with Stardust. Um, and uh, that guy's out there. And uh, I think I think Stardust wins it. I mean, I, that's how I'm, I'm thinking. If I have to pick it, I mean... I don't know. I would have. I'm gonna have to say I'm sticking with Stardust, even though my heart, for some strange reasons, tell me Goldust wins. Stardust gets really pissed off and hurts them, and then they have a match at WrestleMania. I don't know. Sometimes we pick. You know, we can't. We can't pick the right pick. But I'm gonna have to stick with Stardust winning. Cool. And I'm curious before we let you go. I. I, I... You think that what do you think is going to come out of Reigns and Bryan? You think it's going to be a triple threat? You think we're going to have a, a legitimate winner there? What do you think is going to come out of the main event? I I think we're going to have an interference. I think some somebody something well not something somebody is going to to interfere. Um, um the reason why I'm laughing is because I'm picturing um, Paul White, uh, White White whatever coming the Big Show coming up through the ring. Um, to help out uh, McMahon, even though he, he really hurt McMahon. Um, but I, I, I see something happening along along that uh, along that lines of uh, interference. And, and, and don't forget, you know, there are naysayers, naysayers out there that say that that that, that, uh, that Russo, sorry, um, that Roman doesn't belong, you know, in, in in the picture, and doesn't belong, you know, as a champion. I mean, me personally, they broke up the Shield. You know, they're giving Roman a push. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I, me personally, if, if I had a pick, I, I wouldn't have him win the, I wouldn't have had him win the Royal Rumble. But I'm not upset about it. You know, I'm not, you know, upset, but I wouldn't have had him win. I think it's too, I think it's too soon for Reigns um, to, uh, to, to in, the, in the main event. I don't think he can handle the, I don't think he can handle it. It's interesting because I think Anthony brought up a good point. He does, you know, Roman Reigns seems to bring his A game uh, to pay-per-views. Uh, so it's like, it's an interesting thing with Reigns because I could see him, it, it's the, the everydayness of being champ as opposed to, like, I feel like it's going to be a really good match tomorrow night between him and Bryant. And I could see... Well, Roman if, Reigns if, is a great worker, no doubt about it. Yeah. Roman Reigns is a great worker. He, he, he really is, I mean, he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal... He, he, he's he's phenomenal, and when you talk about Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's phenomenal. First of all, look who his teacher is. You know, look at all the places Daniel Bryan's been. Daniel Bryan is a winner, and and and, and he's a great asset to the company. When John Cena was hurt and out, he stepped up to the plate and knocked a home run. And you know, Shawn Michaels said that he wanted he wants to fight. If he's going to have one more match, it would be against Daniel Bryan. He said he would. He Stone Cold asked him, and he said Daniel Bryan. So that's. I mean, that's. Again, it's who everyone likes, and everybody has their own their own taste in 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 wrestling, and and wrestlers. But me personally, I'm looking forward to Fastlane. I've been looking forward to Fastlane. And then before you were talking about Bray Wyatt, 
and who he's calling mm-hmm. out. We know he's calling out Taker. Is Taker going to appear through the screen, or or, or uh, is he going to make an appearance? I don't think he'll make an appearance. I think he'll make an appearance through the screen. I think Bray Wyatt's in for some trickery now, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I, and again, as we get ready for WrestleMania season, I mean, we're going to have something from Taker, uh, Fastlane or Monday Night Raw. It's got to be coming soon, uh, you would think. Uh, oh, so and by we, the we way, I, before before you guys let me go, I just also forgot something. You know, everybody knows that I'm a big, big Triple H fan. You know, Triple H is my favorite. I mean, I love John Cena, you know, uh, hustle, loyalty, and respect, but my, my, I'm still with the cerebral assassin here. This is going to get interesting tomorrow night or tonight with Sting. It's going to be yeah, very I mean, that, interesting. That was one it, of the it, it, would be, it would be tomorrow night. It is tomorrow yeah. night. Right, you guys but were yeah, saying tonight earlier, but that's all right. Yeah, we, we, we've been confused. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. Like, that's the thing. Like, the Bray Wyatt Taker thing and, and obviously Triple H and Sting. Uh, very interesting stuff, uh, and you know, I'm curious if we're gonna even is Sting gonna talk? Is Sting just gonna come down and point to the WrestleMania, like point at Triple H and point to the WrestleMania sign? Um, you know, Sting has been in, in this incarnation of the Sting character in the past. He's, uh, you know, not spoken a lot. So uh, that confrontation, and do we get any further uh, news, or are we move forward at all between Wyatt and and Taker? Are two questions that. Um, right. Let's see if we get some answers tomorrow night at Fastlane. Mike, as always, thanks for the call. I can't wait. And by the way, would it be, be, would the answer, would the question be, does Triple H kick Sting's butt tomorrow night? And he put put the old man on his butt. He put Ric Flair on his butt because this is Triple H now. He's coming out. He's getting fired up. And when Triple H gets mad, bad things happen. We all know the cerebral assassin. Yes, I know Sting and his mind games and his all, all his jokes and games, and we've seen that fake Sting. I mean, that was ridiculous. But I'm telling you, something's going to happen tomorrow night. Fast lane. Let's get take. We're all, we're all agreeing on this one. Let's get, get ready to rumble because, you know what, we have WrestleMania coming wonderful. up. So. Mike, thanks so, a lot for no, the phone call. Okay, you, you thanks, got thanks. it. You got it, guys. Thank you, and I'll speak to you on Monday. I can't wait. Talk to you, brother. Take right. it easy. Got Interesting stuff, you know, and as we look at, like, these these matches, and, and I, you know, I'd like to get into it with, with you, Dave, a little bit about uh, Stardust versus Goldust since we've, uh, you know, it seems like uh, people are looking at that as being kind of a show stealer, and, uh, you know, I, I as well, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Um, I, you know, prediction, let's, let's get into it. I, as I said, you know, I think there's going to be something that's going to warrant a rematch, Um which is why I'm going to predict uh, that Stardust is going to win. Although I, I wouldn't be shocked if Goldust won, but after the match, uh, Stardust gave him a beatdown in some way, shape, or form. But I, I'm just sensing at some point we're going to have Goldust wanting a rematch, and, and Stardust is going to demand if, if you want a rematch, you're going to have to put your career on the line. So the fact that Goldust is going to be looking for the rematch... Again, this is me just spitballing how I think or I could see it unfolding. Um, I think we're going to see Stardust with the victory tomorrow night uh, and Goldust begging for a rematch and putting his career on the line going into WrestleMania. And that's just me fantasy booking. Your thoughts on this matchup? 
Well, as far, as far as it being a show-stealing match, it has potential. I said it earlier, they both got chemistry, they both are, they work well together. It, it, you can't have a bad match with these two. They're brothers, I, in, in my opinion. And maybe I'm setting the expectations too high, but that's just my opinion. Um, if you go back and you watch the, the interview that Gold Dust, that, that they had Goldust do on Friday, on, Friday, I should say Thursday on SmackDown, um, and then Stardust interrupted it, I don't remember the exact verbiage, quote for you know, word for word, but you know, the 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 idea, the intention that I got out of the promo that Stardust gave was is that you know, after his match with Goldust, we will never see him again. It will, it will be the last of him. And I know that's very cliche in wrestling that guys will say, "I'm going to end your career, and you'll see, you'll never, you know, you'll never see him again," and this, that, and the other, but. I think we're going to see a case where Goldust, I th- I, here's my prediction, Stardust will lose, and he'll beat Goldust, maybe by the skin of his teeth. It'll be one of those situations where he underestimated his brother, but if he really wants to get rid of his brother, he's going to have to do it again, and Goldust will kind of egg him on and challenge him. You know, you didn't get rid of me. You beat me barely, but let's see what you really got at WrestleMania. Get rid of me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a... a Make it a career match because I think that's very too. You know, I think that's very cliche. We've seen too many career-ending matches. You know, uh, those kind of stipulations at WrestleMania. I think it'll be one of those cases where Stardust will win, barely win, but he'll have, it, Goldust will egg him on and challenge him to another match, and then we'll see the two of them wrestle at WrestleMania. Stardust will really beat Goldust at WrestleMania, and then Goldust will just kind of quietly walk walk off into the sunset. So you're you're picking Stardust to win I'm tomorrow night? Star, I'm, I'm picking Stardust to win tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't, wasn't clear on that. I'm going to go with Stardust. Okay. Yeah, so we're, so we're both kind of looking at kind of a clean sweep that he's going to win, like, tomorrow night and the rematch, which, again, as you hear the rumors, uh, would, would help uh, Brother putting over Brother on his way out. The tag team titles are on the line tomorrow night. The Usos versus Kid and Cesaro. Um, I, you know, it's funny with Cesaro, and, and, you know, right now, I mean, this show, we could be the founding members and, and the membership and uh, the board of the Cesaro fan club, and we've been on the Cesaro bandwagon uh, for quite some time. Uh, I think Cesaro has the... Uh, uh, record for most nods of approval on the show. Uh, I, it just seems like the WWE doesn't know what to do with the guy. Um, I don't like this pairing right now. Um, it, it seems like it, it's it's unusual because it seems like Cesaro is is moving up in the world. He's close to uh, you know being a single star and he's floundering, and now he's back in the tag team division. Um, so as much as as a fan of Cesaro, I would rather see him moving up the ranks um, as far as a singles competitor and, and perhaps, if not in the main event, scratching that, that main event uh, type deal. Uh, at this point in time, though, I'm just glad Cesaro is doing something meaningful. I like the tag team. I like him and Kid together. Uh, I think there's a lot of chemistry between the two of them. Again, another match. I think this match is going to be very good. I think Kid and Cesaro are on their way up and potentially uh, are could be snagging those tag team titles. However, I don't think it's happening tomorrow night. Uh, I think as they continue to build the importance of the WWE tag team titles 
and they continue mm-hmm. to build the Usos as a very good uh, tag team, as a championship-caliber tag team. Um, I think the Usos wind up retaining in a very entertaining matchup. Looking forward to it. Uh, but I'm going to pick the champs retain uh, the titles in the tag team match, Dave. I'm kind of on the fence with this one. And the reason why I'm on the fence is because I like both tag teams. I mean, I'm a big Cesaro fan, and I wasn't necessarily thrilled that they threw him in with Tyson Kidd at first. But then I thought to myself, you know, Tyson Kidd's a good wrestler too, and they both complement each other really well. And they both seem to really be putting in an effort into making this team work. And I kind of like that, you know, Natalia is she's kind of got the, the 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 poor woman's version of the Miss Elizabeth role, where you know Tyson Kidd's kind of putting her down and not really paying a lot of attention to her. Um, you don't see too many, other than Lana, there's not too many valets in wrestling. Most of the girls wrestle now. You know, years ago, it was the girls were an arm piece to a guy. She's kind of got that, she's kind of brought that valet, you know, look back and making, you know, being a team with them. And I like that. I like the three of them together overall. And I think the match is going to be very good, very action-packed. It wouldn't surprise me if it opened up the show. Um, very entertaining. Part of me thinks, well, Cesaro and Kidden, they might not be quite ready for this as a team. That maybe they, maybe in the fans' eyes they need to be seen as more believable and beating other tag teams. Um, but the other part of me is like, well, if they're going to do something with these two, then make it meaningful. So maybe you should give them the tag team belts, and then they kind of go into WrestleMania next month with defending the titles, let's say against the Usos in a rematch, or maybe they maybe they put them up against the Ascension or whoever and kind of really establish Cesaro and Kidd as a major force in tag team wrestling. And from what I've been hearing, um, you know, we saw the return of the primetime players on, on Raw with the Ascension on, on Monday night. Um, I'm hearing that Vince is kind of, he's gotten himself back in the mood for focusing on tag team wrestling again um, and, and seeing more teams out there on WWE television. So maybe we'll see the beginning of of. I wouldn't say a resurgence because I think tag team wrestling has done pretty well for itself the past few years on WWE television, but I think we'll see it amped up a little more. But maybe if Cesaro Tyson Kidd win, you know, it is appropriate in this case. And, and they're like the new team that leads this resurgence of tag team wrestling in WWE. But um, I'm going to go with the safe bet and I'm going to go with the Usos, I think, because right now you, you don't know what you're going to get with Kidd and, and Cesaro as a team. But you kind of know what you got with the Usos. And maybe you want a more experienced team with the title heading into WrestleMania. And then maybe they give Cesaro the win next month at WrestleMania. Who knows? But I'm going to go with the Usos. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I think with them losing, it it adds to that, like you're saying, the poor man's macho man Elizabeth. Uh, You know, maybe in some way, shape, or form, Natty makes a mistake, which kind of facilitates that. uh, It gives something more for Tyson Kidd to yell at Natty about. So, it wouldn't shock me again if we see, you know, them in line for the belts. I just think don't think it's happening tomorrow night. In the realm of tag team wrestling, six-man tag, I said it before, and I'm just going to be quick on this. I think it's going to be a very entertaining matchup. I think Rollins and, and Ziggler are gold in the ring together. I, I'm tired of, of the fired, rehired trio. Um, I'm hoping this is it for that, that storyline. Um, split them up. Get them doing different things. Um I think this is time the rehires finally, uh, you know, they they stake their claim. They go over. Uh, Ziggler probably puts on a hell of a show. So I think the, the faces, 
Ziggler, Rowan, and Ryback win this matchup. Uh, and again, hopefully the, the rehired storyline is uh, all but over with those three. This should be a good match, and I I expect, you know, great things from Ziggler and Rollins because they both got great chemistry together. Um, but, you know, looking back in the past few weeks and how things have played out between both teams, um, Big Show and Kane have kind of been at odds, and Ryback and Rowan and Ziggler have kind of been, like, you know, all on the same page, um, having each other's back. It's interesting because Rollins is the captain of the authority team, the six-man tag team, and... If they do have big plans for him and Randy Orton heading into WrestleMania, you'd kind of want to keep him um, in a position to be seen as, as as a threat towards Randy Orton if Orton's going to return. So maybe you'd want Rollins, Big Show, and Kane to win the match. Um, at the same time, if they have plans to separate Big Show and Kane from the authority and they start having them at odds, maybe it's best that Ziggler, Ryback, and Rowan win. So... Um, Going into tomorrow night, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with that team. Ziggler, Rowan, and Ryback winning the six man tag. Rollins doesn't really get hurt by any of this because he's got bigger things to, to worry about. Maybe Rollins will like walk away from the team and walk out on them because Big Show and Kane can't seem to get it together and that doesn't really hurt his stock and then Big Show and Kane are kinda of left defending for themselves and that's how Ziggler, Ryback and Rowan win the match. Oh, there you go. So uh, it's funny. We disagreed the, the first match that we decided to pick, and uh, we've been in agreement uh, ever since. The uh, the agreeers uh, taking hold of the show. Let's go back out of the phones. we got our friend Justin is on the line. Justin, how are you doing this evening? I can have missed you, man. Miss you, too. How are things? Very good, sir. So tomorrow night, Fast Lane. What match are you looking forward to? Um, it's going to be John Cena versus Rusev. Well, the United States Championship. So you're looking forward to that matchup? Oh, yeah. Buster, you, you bet. So let, let me ask you, we, we haven't talked about that match yet, so who do you think is going to win that match? John Cena. You think Cena's going to win and he's going to uh, retain or retain, uh, win the U.S. Championship? He better. <laughs> you need to be in the locker room with John Cena just giving him motivation. You better. Um, yeah, you know, this is an interesting matchup, especially since John Cena, you know, beat down uh, Rusev on Monday Night Raw. Uh, John Cena being in the U.S. title picture is interesting. Um, again, a tough match to call, Dave. I think this is going to be a really entertaining match, but different than the other matches. This is going to be a hard-hitting brawl. I think these two guys are going to beat the crap out of each other. Uh, I think it's going to be very entertaining. Um, again, like we say, WWE presents no finish. Uh, could I see a double countout in this matchup? Absolutely. Um, I could see some sort of screwy finish here. Um, but you know what? I'm going, I'm going to say that WWE is going to go in the right direction. And, and, and John Cena is going to, uh, experience some self doubt. Uh, entering into the WrestleMania season, perhaps asking for a rematch. So I'm going to say, I think Rusev's good. I'm going to disagree with you, Justin. Um, and I think it's a good pick, Justin. I think saying Cena's going to win is an excellent pick. But I think Rusev is going to win the matchup tomorrow night. Your thoughts on, on this match, Dave? The match that Justin is looking forward to most. Um, it's going to be a very hard-hitting physical match. And I think after what we saw on Monday with Cena just kind of laying Rusev out and beating the crap out of him, I think it's going to leave the door open for when 
Rusev does defeat John Cena, it makes his win that much more special because he came back from that beating that, you know, Mr. Hustle loyalty and respect gave him. Um, but I do see some kind of finish to this match that's going to leave an opportunity open for a rematch, whether it's Rusev, you know, putting Cena in the accolade and Cena, you know, doesn't tap out. He passes out and the ref calls for the bell. Or if we see Rusev put him in the accolade and Cena doesn't give up and he's passed out, but his foot is underneath the bottom rope and the referee doesn't catch that. And then that, you know, that, that, that gets debated tomorrow night on Raw, leading to them sending, setting up the rematch for WrestleMania. Or we could see some kind of finish where the, it's, it, the two of them are just, it's a brawl. And Cena kind of loses his cool. Maybe he uses a chair on Rusev. He gets disqualified. Um, and then that's how they set up the rematch with him. I was kind of puzzled that they, they put the United States Championship on the line because Cena didn't, <laughs> Cena didn't you know, I don't think he was really after a title shot. I think it was more or less he was after, you know, pride and, and respect uh, to, to beat out a Rusev more so than a, than a championship. And I think that's what, what makes this match um, even more interesting is that they're putting the title on the line, even though I don't think Cena really, that, that's what his character wants. I don't think his character wants to be the United States champion. I think his character just wants to take the United States championship off of Rusev. The, 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 the Russian sympathizer. So it's probably the most intriguing match out of all of them on the card because John Cena is an established name in WWE and Rusev is coming up and they've built him up to be this wrecking, this Russian wrecking machine. And tomorrow night's a big test um, to see if he can hang in the main event and hang with the big dog. So uh, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to go with Rusev. Somehow, some way, he walks out the victor. Oh, look at that, Justin. So we, we actually both disagree with you, but again, it's it's a tough match to, to pick. Uh, before we let you go, I'm just curious. You know, we got Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. We're going to discuss that right now, but want to know, who do you think wins that match? Reigns. Reigns wins, and there you have it. Justin, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you so much for your support and giving us a call. Give us a call again on, on Monday. We'll talk some more wrestling. Take it easy, Justin. And tell Dave, he's a great guy. I will do that indubitably. Thanks, Justin. We'll talk to you soon. Ken, you're the best. Thanks, brother. Take it easy. Take it easy, Ken. Dave, you're a cool guy. That's he said Justin. great guy, okay? Great guy, you, sorry. You, great you, guy. Don't, 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 don't sugarcoat it. He said great guy. <laughs> but all right, so we, we got like four minutes left. So quickly, uh, as we talk about WWE Presents No Finish, um, wow, the, the Reigns versus Bryan is difficult. I don't think we're going to get, like, my heart is saying Reigns. And even, like, creatively, I'm thinking with everything that's gone on, I want to pick Reigns. And, and like, they, they're going to, they're not going to, they're not going to do it. They're going to stick with their original plan. They're going to give us a five-star match. And we're going to have Reigns victorious and heading on to WrestleMania, which would be really cool, creatively speaking. It would be something different. But I just feel like this is the match. If you're going to bet on a screwy finish, they're leading towards a triple threat. Or maybe someone else gets involved and we have some sort of fatal four-way. Rollins could get in the mix in some way, shape, or form. So it's weird, like, for this, because picking one or the other, I feel like picking neither, and it's going to be a triple threat or fatal four-way. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with my heart, and then just if I have to pick one, I'm going to pick Reigns. But I will say this, that my, my true pick 
is no finish. If there's a no finish and they're both getting that match at WrestleMania. So that's my true pick. But if I had to pick one or the other, I'd pick Reigns. Uh, with like 2.30 left, Dave, uh, give us your thoughts on this matchup. It should be a good match. I think the match is designed to help get Reigns over. I think that they still kind of want to go with their original idea of Reigns one-on-one with Brock Lesnar. And with Lesnar's contract status being up in the air or possibly him staying, I think it makes you know the, the, the championship match at WrestleMania even more interesting. I'm a fan of both guys. I like Reigns. I think he's going to be the man someday, but I don't think he's quite ready. I like Brian. I think Brian, you know, his his run last year was cut short because of injury. I wouldn't mind seeing either of the guys face Lesnar, or I wouldn't mind seeing a triple threat match. Either way, I still think it would be it, it would be good. Um, I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to I'm going to agree with Mike Ferrara, even though I really don't like to agree with him too much. I'm going to agree with him, and I think somebody's going to get involved. I think Reigns is going to win. I think it's going to be a singles match between him and Brock Lesnar. I think he's going to put on a hell of a match with Daniel Bryan. It's going to be a very physical match. I think he'll get some endorsement from the audience. I don't see, uh, I don't see Bryan winning this match. I don't see Bryan going to WrestleMania to face the champion again. Here's a, here's a dark horse. I think it's going to be Sheamus that costs Bryan this match. They've been pu- they've been pumping him up on TV as returning, but they haven't given a given a time when. I think tomorrow night is when he's going to return, and he's going to cost Daniel Bryan the match, and Roman Reigns is going to face Brock Lesnar. I-, I truly believe that, and that would be awesome. And that's like you know, and that's how you build somebody because you bring you bring Sheamus back, insta heel. They'll put on a good match at WrestleMania, and you know what? Like it'll help Reigns in the long run, you know. And again, hopefully, if they do something like that, hopefully, they they give you a decent match. So if Reigns gives you a solid match uh, tomorrow night and, and gives you a five-star match, and then there's a screwy finish, you know, the, hopefully, like, and the crowd has been warmer. It, you know, take Philly with a grain of salt. The crowd has been warmer towards Reigns. You know, yeah. hopefully they That's do enough to build him. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, hopefully they give us a good match. They can build an insta-heel if someone gets involved and costs uh, uh, Brian his match, and we get our one-on-one matchup. It was interesting, Dave. You know, it was almost like we had a break from talking WWE, uh, like the main roster, because we did mostly NXT on Monday. So good stuff tonight, getting ready for Fastlane tomorrow night. We're like 10 seconds out, Dave. Great show tonight. Remember, tomorrow night, we got our Oscar show, Pop Life Presents, uh, TKRS Presents Pop Life, or Oscar Extravaganza. Monday, we'll be back. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.